I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and... I feel like every adaptation of the X-Men has a mandatory Logan and Sabretooth episode. Am I, I was, wrong? Like, no, so you're not far, wrong. I feel like we could put each one of these episodes next to each other and it would be like a hallway of mirrors. Like, it would just be the same episode. I feel like that was Xavier's and over and over. response to Logan asking him to go inside <laughs> his brain. And Xavier's like, I don't Xavier, fucking like, care. Xavier, tapped the fuck out and I... Okay, I, we, we gotta get into it. Back when we were young, we experienced... X-Men season one the only season that exists episode 11 it's called past discretions which sounds sexual just saying (laughs) and I feel like there's no previously on the X-Men that matters they didn't even put one in the episode I don't know if you noticed that they needed the time because they okay they needed the extra time in this episode because they used all 22 minutes and most of it is Logan having flashbacks I'm like oh no here we go it's Logan having (laughs) a weapon X flashback it's him screaming in a bedroom and stabbing Rogue again I'm just like oh my god this is one of those issues too where i was like i know that wolverine and the x-men is going to have weapon x flashbacks and i'm mentally prepared for it but am i truly mentally prepared for it because i understand it's part (laughs) of a story we've seen it so much at this point right and that's really insane like we you and i over the course of the mutant ages and over the course of our lifetimes the number of weapon x flashbacks that we have seen is absurd like i can't do it anymore like i am revolting against this i am and they keep on adding on to it and they're like remember when you went to weapon x but before that you were brainwashed from uh, some other program and i'm like oh my god i mean it sucks for logan listen i understand it's part of the story in the present let him live let him have new memories and new experiences let him live in the present day i mean he doesn't have his old memories so it doesn't even matter he doesn't need them anymore who cares? <laughs> Listen, I understand on. it's part of his story. I understand that because I love Logan and I think a man dealing with trauma because he's been abused by the government for being different is a good story. However, mm-hmm. because of X-Men 2000, it's been played out at this point. Absolutely. And because of X-Men TAS. We're like nine years into Weapon X flashbacks and I'm like, okay. I can't. I can't. <laughs> and I'm also like, we are about to get a Disney Plus show with Wolverine. You know that's going to happen. You know that's going to happen and it's going to be the same shit again. It would be really interesting if it didn't. It would be nice if they like did a resolve on there where Logan's like, I've gone into therapy. I would love to see that. I need them to hire us so that it can be something else. I need you and I to get hired by Disney. We'll stop doing this show because it'll be a conflict of interest. Everyone will be heartbroken, but then we will make the best Disney Plus show ever made. Okay. 
Legit, though, I have a question for you. If we were to hypothetically direct a X-Men film or like a X-Men TV show for Disney Plus, and we were trying to still have this component of Wolverine in there without redoing. Yeah, like if it's a Weapon X story. Yeah, without redoing mm-hmm. like all this flashback nonsense, how would we tackle it? Because I don't actually have a good answer for that, but well, I think it's a good question. here's my answer. I hope you're listening, Disney. I would make it a character drama. I wouldn't have it be the constant switching back and forth, the constant action scenes. A lot of Weapon X flashbacks focus on one thing, which is Logan escaping from the facility and destroying everything and killing people, and then him dealing with killing people. And that's actually also what this episode is about, is murder and Logan (laughs) worrying about murder and that's fine but what I actually give a shit about and what we never see is Logan's relationships with Maverick with Sabretooth with Silver Fox like we don't get to see those friendships building or even his like relationships and friendships with people yeah that like part of the X-Men and why he is that I would love it if Logan was a different person in the past who actually could trust others and then he becomes the shadow of that after he has that trauma but we get to see a Logan in Weapon X who isn't traumatized and is a super soldier who's like being you know wrestled by the government for like a weapon x tv show basically yeah that's what i'm picturing and okay. i want to see that relationship between him and Sabretooth because to me it's gay <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other piece of it that i would do because canonically they are not related and so then it's never been explained as to why they're so fascinated with one another and sure they constantly are fighting over silver fox the love triangle and wrestling on the ground without their clothes on but i want to see the like will they won't they realize that they're gay for each other and that is such a more interesting story to me and like i would have that be the show i would have the show be about them who knows maybe logan could be bisexual in the mcu anything's possible but anyway going back to that original question i was gonna say my response to that is that i think that weapon x tv show can exist but Also, Mm -hmm. I would really like Logan in the MCU, whether it's on a movie or a TV show or whatever the fuck they make in terms of media, because we're changing how that works all the time, um, is to have him have the reactions and be a certain way and like how he responds to certain situations with people and relationships and even on missions. And they're like, Logan, what's your deal? And just have them tell them. Yeah. No flashbacks, basically, is what you're suggesting. Without the flashbacks. I mean, like, this is what happened to me. This is how I feel about it. And maybe have him cry a little bit because I'm here for that. And <laughs> no, I, th- I like that. Like, have it delivered through his modern day relationships rather than showing right, they did it. that a little bit in Captain America and Winter Soldier. Not the movie, the TV show yeah, the TV with show. Sam. Because he went over to those other, like, weapon plus people or i don't know remember what it was called yeah where the other the older guy was telling him what his experiences were like i loved that scene i thought that was really i thought that was good and i feel like that tells the scene without being so on the nose of logan looking at something we don't need to see him in the tube naked we just we don't need to see it anymore and we've seen it i mean i would like to see him naked but he doesn't need to be in a tube But he doesn't need to be tortured in the same fucking tube Every single time. Like, it's nuts. Okay, but even this episode's about to do it because there's like a whole five-minute sequence where Sabretooth will punch Wolverine into a flashback and then past Sabretooth will punch him back into the present. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, but Logan punches himself into flashbacks like repeatedly in this episode. It's constant. It's not just Sabretooth's fault. Okay, but it's also really funny because, all right, as we're going into this episode, basically, Wolverine is like, I'm having flashbacks at this one time and it's haunting me. And both... 
Xavier and Emma's like, what's different about this one? Like, what? Why are you why? being haunted by this one memory when you're haunted by literally all your memories? And Logan's just screaming. This whole episode involves Logan be like, everyone stop what you're doing and please deal with my stupid bullshit right now. And it's like... And Charles and Emma are both like, we do have other things to do. <laughs> and Logan is like, I had a nightmare and every single other plot point on this show needs to stop and cater to me. And it's like, so Logan. It's kind of hilarious. It's like very childlike in a right. cute way. Kitty and Hank are trying to legitimately help Logan through this and yes. like everyone else is so annoyed including Bobby Bobby's like why Bobby's is this like our problem lying on the ground like I don't give a shit about anything it, Bobby's <laughs> hilarious in this episode by the way um he has like two lines and they're so funny anyway like I said there's no previously on the X-Men nobody needs to know jack shit boo, uh this episode boo. starts <laughs> uh, now we've started <laughs> what, okay what is, this? <laughs> is that the startup X-Men noise cart. anyway uh I'm playing as Gene <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. Jean isn't in this yet. Uh but That's actually true. next episode she's going to be. Wait, is she? How do you know that? No, well, the next episode is about Scott looking for her and finding Mr. Sinister. Oh yeah, she's not in that. She's not That's in it, but it's a it's like about her. That's Scott just going undergoing like some sexy Mr. Sinister torture and also multiple man. I know, I'm so excited to get to that. Wait a second. Have we we have not done a, a spotlight on multiple man. I guess that's gonna happen next episode. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Let's introduce more characters to this one TV show. Well, we already had multiple man, well, multiple boy in X-Men Evolution. So actually that's not being introduced. That's like did, Oh wait, did I not did I cover him in that? Now I have to pull up the spreadsheet. I don't think he had a spotlight episode. I, I think you're right, because I don't remember talking about it. You you can always tell we didn't like an episode when we are instantly talking about the following week. That we're like, oh, I can't wait for the following week. Here's everything we're gonna do. I don't know. I mean, like here's the problem with Wolverine and the X-Men is that it had such a strong start and like since then there's been maybe like one or two episodes that I've really liked. This wasn't one of them by the way. Right, but it has the same creative team <laughs> yeah, as... It's Christopher Yost. Yeah, and his stuff is good. It's like, what are you doing, man? I love you. What are you doing? There's stuff <laughs> that's good and there's stuff that's like kind of meh and I don't know. I think it's... Uh, here's the truth. If we have watched this maybe before we watched X-Men Evolution, we might have liked it more because I think X-Men I Evolution... I so. But I don't know. I, I think X-Men know. Evolution set the bar too high for us in terms of storytelling oh, I emotionally. I see what you're saying. I yes. see what you're saying. Because okay. like that show did it better the both TAS and this show. I thought you were saying we might have liked it more than X-Men Evolution and I was like that's crazy. But you just mean we might have liked it more than we would otherwise. That's all you were saying. Right and also like when we watched X-Men Evolution we're like okay we relate to this. It's literally yep. queer coded on purpose. It's literally our time period of high school. And also it's really creative. You know and it's a, has a lot of emotional depth to it and it's not to say this show doesn't. I think it has its moments. It does sometimes. Sometimes it's really deep and I love that but sometimes it's like Magneto having two jails yeah yeah instead of two bears we have two jails um <laughs> and then there's the third bear that's the gay bear anyway the third mm-hmm. gay jail which is just like a fake jail that's a club that Magneto has I think the gay jail is uh the MRD oh god that's terrible I don't even want to think about that what are we even saying what is this show okay I don't I don't know. We got so off track suddenly. Oh my God. Okay, right. let's just go back to the it's episode. It's Sunday morning, everybody. This is what we're like. All right, so basically, Logan's having this crazy-ass flashback where it's really all over the place. It starts with a flashback. 
to Logan's life. And we don't know it's Logan yet, but like we We're do see this know. flashback at least seven more times in this episode. So if you're not sure what's happening here, you certainly will by the end of the episode because they wasted like two of the extra minutes they had on this to just do that flashback over and over again to be like, this is Logan piecing it together, which to be fair for a children's show, I think it has to be like that on the nose, but I don't know. But We're like, adults trying this to watch is a this. Show, yeah, this is a show that when it started, I was like, this isn't a children's show. Actually, it's that's for, a good point. It's for older kids. But this episode feels like a children's show again. It's like the Wolverine versus Hulk episode where I'm just like, this is a kid's show. You know, like this is right. so simple. Yeah. And so basically we see like a SWAT guy jumping out of a helicopter who's going to be revealed to be Logan. Mm-hmm. And there's a man here. He's on a Weapon X mission to like kill mutants. Yeah. And there's a little girl screaming to daddy. And I was like, okay, Maverick doesn't have a child in the comic book. So already this is wrong, but it's fine for the purpose of this episode. Maverick does have a little daughter in this episode because he like needs to have abandoned his daughter so that Logan can feel extra double bad about this. Okay. They like bring her back later. She's like, I've been waiting to get you Wolverine. And then immediately is taken out of the rest of the episode. And I was like, um, why was she here? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess... It felt kind of like a Christopher Yost thing where he's like, well, we need to have a female character in here, which like I respect that he just sort of in general tries to do that. Yeah, that's how I felt about it, too. It was sort of the X-23 thing all over again, which I was like, yeah, where it's like, let's give this character a cool, badass daughter who has mutant powers and like introduce her into the mix. But then he didn't really know what to do with her after that. You know, like she just kind of gets introduced and then it's like. Uh, well, this is really still about Sabretooth and Wolverine and Mavericks. So sorry, kid, you're just going to be in the background. But anyway, right now she's six years old and she's screaming daddy and her dad died. And Logan thinks he killed Maverick. And so do we. I mean, we assume he killed Maverick all the way up until the final reveal that it was Sabretooth. Spoilers. Yeah, I guess. But like, here's the thing is that it's does that classic X-Men cartoon thing where we see Logan having this flashback and it's set up to be like, oh, Logan killed Maverick, but also his face looks really surprised. And, and so also like, the guy gets electrocuted. So it's like, how did he get electrocuted? Is that in the flashback? I don't yes. remember that. Yes. Even okay. at the very beginning, it's there because I wrote it down in my notes here. That's how I know it's there. Okay. Is that well, he dies by electrocution. So he does that. And then Xavier just walks into this He's like, Logan, what is this now? What what are we doing? Uh, Logan's <laughs> like, Logan, what the fuck are we doing now? And, and, it's like and Logan is credits. like, Charles, I killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's really funny because Logan's like, listen, I want to go back to my memories and figure out what this one memory is. And Xavier's like, I fucking can't, dude. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I don't have time for this. I'm in the future. He's like, that's all I've got, man. Like, I'm about to die. Like, I'm in a cave barely talking to you right now. And you're telling me that you had a bad dream like i get it logan <laughs> but also i'm a little busy like what okay but it's funny because that look is like but who are these people and xavier's like how the fuck am i supposed to know dude like can you focus on leading the x-men and saving my future because he does have to bring it around back to himself because it's xavier he does and i mean xavier's basically saying to logan like i'm not going to help you with this which is bitchy but it's, it's also oh, okay, like it is we've bitchy. seen xavier's future at this point so we kind of understand oh, yeah that's how i felt about it i was like i don't know why you're talking to this man that's like 20 years in the future maybe and logan's like but i want to know and xavier's like uh i think there's like we're getting disconnected i'm going through a tunnel (laughs) bye (laughs) and he just leaves and logan is like well shit i guess i have to figure it out on my own but he doesn't because it cuts over to scott who's brooding on a cliffside and that's all we see here he does not come back for the rest of the episode and then emma's watching him from a window and she's like huh kind of want to fuck that sad boy (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I wrote, someday I'm going to make that man my little bitch. <laughs> and then Logan walks into the room and he's like, Frost. And Emma like is so shocked suddenly that, that he's there. He's like, uh, oh, hello? <laughs> and Logan is like, I didn't think it was possible to sneak up on a telepath. And she's like, uh, I was having a sexual fantasy. What do you want? <laughs> and Logan is like, I got something on my mind I need to make sense of. I could use your help. So she like reads his mind and she's like, oh, the professor already stirred these memories. Does that mean he couldn't? And Logan's like, wouldn't. And Emma's like, oh, a challenge. Let's get started. And yeah. so they go off together. But then we get to see uh, the other half, the B plot of this episode, which is about the Brotherhood, which was fun. Is it a B plot? Barely. We don't really know what the B plot is. This is the one scene that yeah, exists. And they don't You're revisit right. it for the rest of the episode. So it's not really a B plot. It's more like leading into whatever the next episode's gonna be. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's Rogue hanging out with Domino, being gay. Yeah, morning after, they're having coffee together because they're sleeping together. How do people not know they're up in this dilapidated building that has no walls? Like, I really don't know. I They're don't just know. hanging out up there. I don't know. And they like zoom in on it and it looks like there's other buildings nearby. It's like, are people just like, oh, that's where the mutants hang out? Like, do people know? Okay. And Domino's already been like, I shoot things off the roof every day. So like, I mean, they got to know they're up there. I don't know. I mean, maybe they do and people just kind of don't care because they're afraid of them. But like, shouldn't the MRD be trying to arrest them? I Whatever. feel like this is just not a well thought out plot point for them. But anyway, Rose is like, I'm having a hard time here domino and domino's like which part lying to your friends or fred because he's fat and i was like why are we doing this i was yeah, like I really like that. and then they look at fred who's sleeping in these cute adorable boxers and they just laugh at him and i was like guys really why are we doing this yeah i don't know and then randomly pietro zips out and is like fred you need to guard my bedroom door his line here is really weird because he doesn't like actually literally say that he just says you look like someone we can trust your turn and i'm like that's <laughs> not that doesn't make sense <laughs> i thought she he said does she look like someone we can really trust your turn and i was like what is this like i'm glad that neither of us understood what he was saying it's weird it's like why didn't he just walk out and be like hey fred can you guard my door for a second i don't know because that's what he does no because now they have to do this whole dramatic thing where fred's so fat that he shakes the whole building with every footstep he takes it's like boom 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 and yeah. i was like God, like he's not, as he's walking across the I don't room know any fat people that like shake the whole house when they walk i i just don't sorry yeah That's i don't not it's how it not works. a thing it's not a thing it's just wrong anyway fred gets up he does all that shit and domino's like so you want to go fuck on the roof i mean shoot <laughs> things off the roof rogue has a great line here though where she's like if i want to shoot a bottle cap from a mile away i'll just steal your powers and then she blows on her fingers like they're fake guns and i was like i know it's I cute love that and domino's like cheater like all flirtatiously and then like walks up the stairs okay. did you notice that it goes into like rogue's point of view after this and it watches domino's butt for like a full 10 seconds and before <laughs> it pans over to looking over at fred and it yep. is her point of view they established that it's her because right after that it cuts to rogue looking at fred so it's I like know. this moment where we see domino's skin tight ass walking up the stairs and then rogue's like oh like right 30 the seconds mission. I, it's really long <laughs> and I know, I know i know it's set up because they were like trying to get people watching the show to be like yeah they're like domino's yeah teen boys butt. are gonna watch this right. but like it's like they forgot that they're in rogue's head during that <laughs> shot yeah it's very funny whatever i'm sure the teen boys wanted to see that and some of the ladies too yeah rogue rogue wanted 
to see it. So she looks at Fred and they glare this at each insane, other. This is insane, by the way, because Rogue passes Fred into the next room next to Pietro's bedroom and squats down because there's like a hole in the wall. It's like a perfectly yeah. carved square. And I was like, is that where an outlet used to be? Because that's the or best like I could get. Or like an air vent or something? I don't fucking know, but it's so but small. But how does Pietro not notice like there's a square hole at the bottom of the wall. There's a really funny moment where you see her peeking through and it's just her eyeball and her white tuft as Pietro's walking by and it's like this is unintentionally very funny because it's like what the hell is this? Yeah it's like why is there a hole in the wall? Like it's absurd that she can like see everything and also it would have been fine if she were just listening to this conversation. She doesn't need to see it. That's true. But like everything that's delivered here doesn't need to be seen because it's Pietro having a Skype call with his daddy Magneto. Also why didn't she just like touch Fred, knock him out and just peek through the door? I don't know. I mean I guess because (laughs) then Fred would wake up later and Fred would be like we need to kick rogue out because she just like almost killed me to overhear a skype call so like that would be a little extreme like she doesn't need to like use her powers on she's trying to get them to trust her right anyway so she overhears this phone call and pietro says i've earned your respect father i've proven myself over and over but what you're asking me to do now is nearly impossible and uh magneto's like so you're saying you can't do it and Pietro's like, no, I'm not saying that. Of course we can do it. But after we pull it off, I expect to be welcomed back to Genosha, which was interesting to me because I was like, welcomed back. That means he used to live there and he got yeah. kicked out, but we don't know why. And Magneto doesn't even confirm that. He just goes one step at a time, Pietro, which is like, wow, what did Pietro do? Uh, but we don't get to find out in this episode or possibly ever. Yeah, I don't know if we find out because maybe it was going to be a season two thing. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Or it was just going to be like slowly revealed in tidbits over time. But yeah, I also feel like this is classic Pietro trying to please daddy again. And it's like, oh my God, I mean, Pietro. I liked this scene because I thought it was going to go somewhere, but then it doesn't. No, so it's it doesn't. like, okay, well, we got some fun brotherhood moments and some fat phobic right. bullshit, but oh, it's yeah, over now. Whatever. But now we're going to go back to Emma, who's inside Logan's mind, and sees this sequence again. We get to watch the full flashback the second time. Mm-hmm. And Emma says, like, listen, your memories are still there, but the connections between them have been severed. And Logan's just like, I don't even know what that means. And she's like, well, there's a cabin. We see that there's a cabin. And Logan's like, but I don't even know where the fuck that cabin is. And Emma's like, okay, well, I looked at your brain and I saw what you saw and saw that this cabin's at the base of two mountains. So try starting there. And Logan's like, what? And I was like, <laughs> it's so funny, too, that she has such basic suggestions. She's like, have you tried returning to the place where you had this experience? And Logan's like, what? <laughs> and Emma's just like, like rolling her eyes and she's like, I see why the professor didn't want to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Because she figures it out in like a second. Although, she does say something nice where she goes I can see why this memory is haunting you like right. I can see that you're in pain which I yeah. thought that was nice I thought that was nice too I mean clearly in the scraps of memory that Logan has and that now she has Logan clearly thinks he murdered this guy and so obviously right. it's haunting him for that reason and she's very sympathetic to that so that's nice well, I think it's not even that he killed a dude because Logan's always killing dudes I think it's because he killed a dude and thinks that he killed a dude in front of this dude's daughter and Logan's not okay with that and like traumatized this child right and he doesn't see the end of the memory so he doesn't know what happened to her or like if she's okay I mean yeah that's a good point Logan's big brother right he like wants kids to be okay he's like my problem is with people that are adults that make horrible decisions but children have time to not make those decisions because they're kids that's Logan's whole Mm -hmm. thing 
And like killing somebody in front of their six year old daughter, pretty fucking bad. Like yeah. pretty bad. So I don't know. I get it. So then we go to this library scene, which is hilarious for like 12 reasons. Oh, reason number it's gay. one. Reason number one, it's gay. Reason number two, Kitty is shelving books according to the title of the book. Like, oh. I'm sorry, but that's so funny. <laughs> like, that's an absurd way to organize books. You need to organize them by genre or author. Like, you don't organize titles by the title of the book ever. Also, but that's what she's this doing. Is such a- it's like she's she's a beginner librarian. So she's like, the L's. I'm going to put little women here. I love little women. I'm and it's like gay. Kitty. I love Why? little women. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a gay book to mention. Okay, by but, the but way. Which is really funny. I lost my mind at this next part because Kitty demands from Bobby. She's like, are there any more L's? And Bobby says, here, have a Q. And I'm like, lesbian and queer. Like, I was yeah, like, was I that know. intentional? I feel like I, I had don't to think be. it was, but I'm also like Louisa May Alcott, gay icon, first of all. Um, and then also the fact that it's like L's and a Q. I don't know. I think it's just, I don't even think it's an intentional Easter egg. It's just a coincidence, but I love it anyway. It's hilarious. Anyway, Kitty throws a book at him and Bobby says that doing this is so dial up, which is a term I've never heard, that. but now I'm going to coin it. I love it. I don't think it's a real slang term, but of course he's referring to dial up internet, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Like, I loved that that was his slang that he used to be like, this is so dated. He's like, this is so dial up. And then he's like, all these books are online anyway. And then Hank and Logan are walking in and Hank is like, au contraire, Mr. Drake, only a small fraction of literary properties have been digitized. Besides, who doesn't love the feeling of a real book in their hands? And Bobby just raises his hand like, I don't. And he throws a book at him again. And it's hilarious how many people are throwing books at Bobby. It's really funny because Beast walks in and he's like, I'm also a nerd. I now know the exact number of books that have not been digitized yet. And I was like, okay, thank you, Beast. I love this. I love it. And then then Hank has like the cutest fucking moment. It's like, listen, I've got to help my boyfriend find Mm -hmm. where this mountain is. So I'm going to crawl up. He literally climbs up the bookcase like a monkey and he's it's pulling out. He's like ooh this book is an almanac and it should have this information oh and also this one is like the best geographical places in the world oh and this one's like photos of mountains in the I was like oh my god feast you're so cute I want to date you so bad right now he's so adorable in this scene and then we get a cut well, because he's here he's holding like 12 books and like Logan and Kitty and Bobby are just staring at him and then it cuts to Bobby like no one's gonna read all of those dude right. and then it cuts to Bobby just literally googling it which I thought was so funny. <laughs> he just goes, Twin Mountains. And it's the third item. Yeah. And it's Logan's like, oh, that's it. Then he like runs <laughs> out of the room and Beast goes, wait a second. That's an image from the book I have. And he's like, I'm going to go get it. And it's like, this is so funny. I it's love this so whole hilarious. Scene. I love that Hank is like now obsessed with Google images. And he's like, but where is this image from? Oh, it's actually from one of the books I have in my stack of 12 books. I so- actually put it on Google images myself. I mean, Beast <laughs> is so, so funny. You know what's really funny is that probably in this universe or any universe that has the X-Men, MCU, 616, whatever, Wikipedia is actually just created by Beast. I'm sure he is a Wikipedia editor. There's no way he's not. He would be. That would be something he would do for fun. Right. Yeah. Oh my god, what a nerd. I love him. Anyway, uh, Logan's now driving a motorcycle through the snow. Don't know how, he's just doing it. Yeah. Uh, The snow's like three feet deep. 
He can drive he, a motorcycle through it. He's driving through it anyway. Never seen that happen before. Whatever. I'm just moving on from that. <laughs> then, like, cameras pop out of the snow, and they're spying on him. It looks like Star Wars. Shockingly, it turns out to be Weapon X and some doctor. And Dr. This doctor, Cornelius. Well, no, not of yet. Of course. Because there's this other doctor that is, like, he sees this, and he's like, <gasps> and then he runs through, like, six hallways going, <gasps> and I don't even know what he steps into. He steps into, like, a light portal, which creates a hologram of himself to Dr. Cornelius because Dr. No, Cornelius... No, no, no. That... Okay, so I... What is happening? The guy he's talking to, he's Dr. Cornelius. Dr. Cornelius is the redhead, just so you know. And the guy he's talking to is Professor Thornton, who no. is another... Yes! Another way around. Google Dr. image these characters because Cornelius is the redhead. I had the same thought as you, where I thought Cornelius was the, like, super thin guy, but he's not. Oh, well, what the fuck? I know. I know huh. I had the same experience as you. What? Well, where? How did I think that? How did I get these? Two I thought confused? the same thing. I I I feel like the name Why Doctor are there Cornelius. So many fucking doctors and Weapon X. See, this is a problem with. There's this. like six thousand because there need to be six thousand. And all somehow responsible for Logan. And I'm like, I, like sometimes in a different universe, it's William fucking Stryker. Like I don't even know. I mean, neither of these guys is even related to Lady Deathstrike. There's so many doctors that like Logan kills. You know apparently. I'm a Racing all of this, Mr. Sinister is responsible for Logan, and it's just him in disguise. Okay, sure. Isn't that a plot point? I swear to God, that was a plot point. Is that like Cornelius turned out to be Mr. Sinister? I might be making that up and confusing it with something that Katie and I wrote. I really I have mean, no idea. It makes about as much sense as anything else does, honestly. I don't yeah, think it happens, but I know. I know. I don't really know. Anyway, so, okay, you're right. The redhead is Dr. <laughs> Cornelius. 20 minutes later. It's fine. I went through the exact same thing. Yeah, so they are communicating through light portals. And he's talking to Dr. Thornton. And so Cornelius is like, Weapon X has been sighted in Zone 53, the Nord property. And Thornton is like, we've always known this might happen. And Cornelius is like, Wolverine needs to be eliminated now. And Thornton is like, no, he represents a substantial investment. We're not through with him yet. And Cornelius is like, then we should have brought him in a long time ago. And Thornton's like, as you're aware, he's too dangerous to hold and too valuable to destroy. What does that I just want to say, this is a fucking stupid conversation. I was like, like Thornton what? is like, we can't kill him, but also we can't bring him in, but also we can't do anything at all. And Cornelius is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, if he remembers who we are, then we're completely fucked. And Thornton is like, oh, well, anyway, let's bring in Sabretooth. And it's like... <laughs> What's happening right now? Like, what are these guys' jobs? Are they just sitting around looking through cameras at Wolverine whenever he manages to show up near a camera that they have placed somewhere? Also, Sabretooth is just here, I guess. Yeah, Sabretooth is just here, and later Maverick is shown to also just be here. According to this TV show, Weapon X has not disbanded. They're all still there except for Logan. Yes, they're all still there, and they're all still, like, doing missions to question mark? Like, what are their (laughs) missions? Here's the issue is that like these Weapon X stories are always so messy because they can never decide what they want to do. And it's the same yeah. problem with the comic books when they're like, we're going to go back and do a new Weapon X story and add on to it. And I'm like, you got to come up with something else because at this point, it doesn't make any sense for this to keep happening to the level that it's happening. And it's like, how many more stories can we add into it? Yeah, it's like, are they creating a super soldier? Are they hunting mutants? What's happening? And, and all these two shows don't even exist explain anything like that omega red episode of x-men the enemy series where omega red was mad at the entire weapon x team for what they did to him we never found out what that was 
Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming it has something to do with this synthesizer, but they didn't show that on the TV show. I mean, they didn't even show that, though. They don't even explain it's that. It's just, Weapon X is so messy. I really, but I do feel like the MCU could do a decent Disney Plus show. I think it's possible. I don't know, like, how. Well, they would need to decide what Weapon X is, first of all. They would just need to be like, <laughs> well, yeah. okay. Whatever it is, don't do this. <laughs> or X-Men Origins Wolverine. Which is to say, not explain anything at all okay Ugh. so then we go to a new scene with rogue rogue knocks on the x-mansion door bobby answers it while eating an apple and he just goes uh which was so <laughs> funny like i love that bobby just like sees rogue and doesn't know what to say and just says uh for a really long time i laugh <laughs> and rogue is like hi bobby is logan here and hank just like pushes bobby slowly out of the frame which is also a really funny shot and hank is like i'll take care of this bobby go finish helping kitty in the library and then he like smiles at rogue and he's like hi rogue i must admit i'm surprised to see you here and Rogue is like, I really need to speak with Logan. And Hank is like, uh. <laughs> Rogue is like, he took off, didn't he? Didn't say why, didn't say when he'd be back. Am I close? And Hank is like, I'm afraid you've lost the privilege of knowing his whereabouts, Rogue. Now, is there something I can do for you? Okay, I like how he said that just to be catty because he's like, listen, this is my boyfriend you're talking about. But also, he didn't want to admit that he doesn't have any fucking idea where Logan is. Yeah, Beast doesn't really know completely. He's just like, yeah, he's at the bottom of two mountains somewhere in Canada. And I don't know why. He wouldn't tell me. Again. And Rogue is like you know what, never mind, and just starts walking away, and Hank is like, wait, I can pass on a message to him, and Rogue just keeps walking, and she's like, don't bother, and do yourself a favor, Hank, don't fall in love with him. And yeah, then Hank is like, I already did. I was like, I was like, I was like, fine, bees, get the fuck out of this relationship with him because Logan's a fucking untruthful idiot. Yep. And leaves. And I was like, oh damn. Because then Hank uses that later to be catty towards Logan when Logan's like been gone for days, which is really funny. I know. I liked that. I like that for them. I mean, that these are some of the few parts of the episode that I do like is the parts that are actually character drama. Where yeah. I'm like, great. I like this. I like the conversations. I like the chemistry. What? That's what we liked about X Men. Evolution. I don't care about 60 action scenes. Or flashbacks. It's not even the action scenes. It's like just lots of flashbacks. Okay, so now Logan's back and having the third flashback <laughs> memory where he's remembering them telling him to kill Maverick. Yeah, and it turns out the person who's telling him that is Sabretooth. They're on a mission together. Sure. That's revealed later. And then Logan's like sniffing a waterfall. He sees the destroyed remains of a house and a rope down to the cabin. So apparently this is the rope that he used because now he's going to have a flashback to moved? that. So this is flashback number four. I'm counting them so we can have a flashback fucking counter in this episode. Oh my god. And he sees that and I'm like, I guess this rope just stayed here for the past 20 yeah. years. I don't know. But then <laughs> he like, rips it off easily. It's like he just completely rips the carabiner out of the piece of rock and i'm like how how did this stay here for so long when logan could rip it out of the rock in one second who even knows apparently nobody's been to these woods in the past 25 years okay but also apparently christy comes here every fucking day because she just so happens to be here yeah that's true i don't really understand why she's here but again i don't really know why she's in the episode i think she's a cool character that they invented but they don't do anything with her so it's like i know okay. and i don't understand why she's at this dilapidated cabin like so she looks like 16 years old so it's probably been 10 years because because they later tell us she was six when her dad died. So, like, 
why is she coming here yeah every day or like at random and why does she just so happen to run into logan that yeah, doesn't make sense no idea. the cabin isn't livable by the way all the windows have been smashed it's been torn apart it's, it's not like she's still living in this cabin no it's she's, so weird okay well it's first, like, let's get down well, to that part because first logan has to like dramatically claw his way down the mountainside and be like he's like oh, oh, oh. i'm like okay logan so much and then yeah he grunts for like 10 minutes then he gets down there and walks to the house and we have flashback number five Another of flashback. the girl screaming daddy again and then so in the flashback maverick walks out onto the front porch we don't know it's maverick yet but like we kind of do by this point because Sabretooth said he was a real maverick and one of the many flashbacks so we're like okay let's just call him maverick i hear that Sabretooth said that that's something logan says in the comic books i know but in this episode Sabretooth names him maverick well Sabretooth could go to hell <laughs> anyway and, <laughs> and from inside his daughter is like where are you going daddy and he He's like, I have to go to the barn and hammer stuff with a sledgehammer in the middle of the night. <laughs> I know we're getting to that. Um, and he's like, go to bed, put yourself to bed by yourself, six year old. And Logan is creeping around in the shadows and um, Maverick doesn't even hear him. And Logan picks up his walkie and calls Sabretooth and is like, Nord has a daughter. And Sabretooth is like, yeah, we knew that. Let's see. Christy, age six, likes horses. And Logan is like, why wasn't I told about her? And Sabretooth is like, because she's not the target runt. He is. Now move. And Logan is just like staring through the window at Christy, who's like turning off the TV by herself and everything. And Logan is like crying, like, I can't believe I have to do this. Yeah. And then he gets pulled back to the present day out of this flashback because it's 16 year old Christy on a horse. I don't know why there's a horse because the horse isn't in the rest of the episode. I don't, well, no, there's a reason for that because in that same flashback, Sabretooth is like, yeah, we know who she is. It's Christy. She likes horses. Yeah, she's six years old and she likes horses. And then in the next scene, I don't she's know, on a Ryan. horse. That doesn't make sense. Listen, that doesn't make any they're sense. Just, they're trying to know. make it really obvious for these children to understand what's happening. Okay, uh, fine. And Christy has like all these crazy powers to control rock or something yeah she can like melt rocks into like goo or throw rocks at people with telekinesis i think she just has some sort of terra kinesis that's all i can say i mean like she can control rocks she's not from the comics but she's really cool and she encases logan in stone i thought he passed out but it's not that because then he is inside the house and he's still awake and the only thing you can see is his face and mm-hmm. she's like listen I've been waiting my whole life to find out why the fuck you killed my dad and attacked us. And Logan goes, I don't know. My memories. <laughs> and Christy's like, I'm going to make this even harder for you to get out. I'm going to crush your lungs. I was six years old when you took my father from me. And Logan's like, I don't remember anything. They wiped my memories. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then a trank hits Christy because like, that's the end of her for this episode. That's it. Yeah, Sabretooth shoots her with a trank and then she's donezo for the entire rest of the episode. It's like really insane that they introduced this really cool character that they invented and then immediately took her out of the episode within the same minute. I know. It's like really, I don't know. And then I don't love it. Fucking Sabretooth kicks down the door. He's like, he's like, great. You're already bound down and I can fuck you up the ass. And I was like, oh man. But actually he likes it when Logan isn't disempowered because he breaks Logan out of the rocks and is like now it's time to fight yeah i know <laughs> it's like why didn't you just kill 
because he tosses Logan through a window. The rocks break. He falls out, and then they start flirting. And Sabretooth's like, "I've been waiting a long time for this princess." And I was like, "Wow, okay." And Logan is like, "How long specifically?" Because I don't have any memories. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, "Here, I can help you with that with my memory punch." And then he punches Wolverine into the sixth flashback, where it's Maverick being Thor, and he's being—I don't know what with a hammer. I don't know what he's doing. Like, where are they? He's like hammering posts in the barn again in the middle of the night. I think just so that he's holding a sledgehammer so that he can use that later. And Logan Watt runs in. He's like, hey, you have to get out of here. And like Maverick's like, who the fuck are you? And starts attacking him. And Logan's like, it's not what you think. I'm like, Logan, why didn't you just leave? Like, yeah, it's, like, it's so ridiculous. Like, I mean, to be fair to Logan, what happens first is Maverick overhears Logan talking to Sabretooth on the walkie talkie about yeah. how he doesn't want to kill Maverick. And Maverick is like, I better kill this guy before he kills me. And Logan is like, wait, I don't want to kill you. <laughs> it's like so much. And then Maverick throws Logan around and into the barn where a torch falls down. The barn catches on fire. And then it goes back to the present where Logan's trying to fight Sabretooth pretty poorly. And Sabretooth uses another memory punch to go into the seventh flashback of this episode <laughs> where, Logan is, <laughs> where Logan is in another memory of Maverick walking into the barn and he threatens Logan. And then Sabretooth is the one who shows up with the electric gun and shoots Maverick. Why does Sabretooth have a gun? Because this show, everybody has a gun. Nightcrawler, Sabretooth, Emma Frost. I don't know why Sabretooth would need a gun. Like, he has powers. I really don't know. And then back in the present day, Sabretooth is like, it's your fault for not killing Maverick and his daughter. I had to clean up your mess. And it's like, why? Yeah, and then Sabretooth punches Logan again into the eighth flashback of this episode. And they're just like rolling around naked in the snow. And Sabretooth is like, you're still too weak, Weapon X. We'll correct that when I get back and he does like a sexy wink and pats Logan on the butt and I was like oh okay I see what this is all about And so eventually Logan manages to knock out Sabretooth and then runs back into the flaming barn. He does. And then it goes back to the present and Logan runs over to the barn during this fight with Sabretooth and goes into the ninth flashback where it's like baby Christy screaming as the barn falls apart. Logan saves her life. Yeah. which And then he runs back to save Maverick. And just leaves her there? Wait, I was like, wait a second, dude. He like saves Christy and just leaves her in the snow and then they all leave. And I was like, wait, how did she even survive any of this i like have so many I mean, questions that's a great great question because <laughs> who raises christy after that we don't see that great we don't know anything about but this we girl. do see him running back to find maverick's corpse or save him or something but he can't because the body's gone because it turns out maverick didn't die he got kidnapped by weapon x and we see him at the end working for Weapon X, the very end of the episode. Right. But for now, we're just like, what? Okay, but hold on. We have to talk about the gayest moment in this entire episode in which we're back in the Sabretooth in the president and the president Sabretooth and the president screams you cared more about that daddy than your own partner and I was like yep. there's no way I can read this as anything other than gay there's I know. no way no way I mean like I know. come on man like that is it, that had to be intentional right right like, I don't am know. I going crazy Sabretooth's just mad because he's like Logan dumped me I feel like that's the vibe going on here Logan's like I don't remember who you are Bob like you know (laughs) as he does whenever one of his exes shows up yeah he's like wait partner we were dating (laughs) who did we work for where where are you from do you like parcheesy like he just starts asking random fucking questions he's like what's your favorite food favorite song say it on the count of three one two three uh bored to be wild like (laughs) (laughs) 
would be their favorite song. That would be. Oh my uh, god. So Logan keeps grabbing Sabretooth by the collar, like screaming, Who are you? Who are who do we work for? And Sabretooth is just like, it doesn't matter. This is between you and me. We were dating. And then Christy shows up like, and me. And she levitates a <laughs> uh, rock into Sabretooth and melts him into a tree, which she rips out of the ground with an earthquake and sends him into a ravine that's apparently there, not shown at any other point before. Nope. This one moment, this ravine. Yeah, he gets he gets to fall into style. a river. Yeah, yeah. and like wild E. Coyote's down into the river and floats away. And that's it. That's the end of Sabretooth for this episode, I guess. And Logan and Christy like hug each other because apparently Christy overheard enough of the conversation to know that Sabretooth is the one who killed slash kidnapped her dad who actually isn't really dead at all. Okay, but but so, that's not delivered in dialogue. Well, that's all she does in this episode is run up to Logan. She's like, I've been waiting to see you and then passes out and then wakes up, knocks Sabretooth away and then hugs Logan. That's all she does. We have nothing else on this girl. It's like kind yep. of insane like how little she does in this. I know. And like you could say theoretically it's good that she knocks out Sabretooth, but it's actually not because Sabretooth is the only person who could give Logan any actual answers and now he's like in a river a thousand miles away and Logan is just stuck with this random woman he doesn't know who he abandoned when she was a child. I, I You know what? Whatever. It's not like she goes home with him to the X-Mansion. Instead, Logan goes... I know. I, well, she could. Okay, so after being gone for maybe a week or whatever, Logan comes home. <laughs> Emma sees him. I actually like this moment because Emma's like, hey, I guess you found what you're looking for. And Logan's like, yeah, thank you. And I was like, oh, he actually yeah, thanked that was Emma. nice. That was nice. And she's like, the pleasure's all mine. Yeah, right. Perhaps next time you'll come to me first. Charles isn't the only one who can help you, you know, which, yeah. I mean, Charles doesn't help anybody, but also like... Now we got to go into this extremely catty, like, because Hank's basically like, okay, Logan just like left me for a week to go fuck some dude, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yep. So Hank's like, glad you're back, honey. Logan's like, glad to be back, <laughs> Hank. And Hank's like, you know, I have to let you know that Rogue stopped by and she wanted to talk to you and seemed really upset that you were gone. Logan's like, word of advice, Hank, don't trust you. And Hank's like, funny, she said the same about you. What are you hiding from me, bitch? And Logan's like, what? I gotta go. I don't remember who you <laughs> Who are? Bye. <laughs> Who are it's you? It's amazing. Where am He's I? Like, I? I don't know. I don't remember anything that happened before like Tuesday. I don't know where it was the past week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Don't date God. Logan is really what it is. Oh, don't tell me that. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so we have one more scene before this weird ass episode is over, and it's Sabretooth <laughs> talking to the Weapon X scientists that we can't tell apart. And he's like, <laughs> Wolverine doesn't remember much. But he's starting to. And Thornton is like, he'll need to be dealt with. I expect your full report within the hour. It's like complete opposite of what he said at the beginning of the episode where he's like, we can't deal with Logan. And then like Logan shows up and doesn't really do anything at all. He like has a, I know. He has like a slap fight with Sabretooth and like, okay, now we have to deal with Logan. And it's like, why didn't you just kill him before? Like what? Also, he can't what? die. Just leave him alone. He doesn't really want to know anything, honestly. I mean, he does and he doesn't. He's also like really dumb. So you could probably just keep leading him in circles for forever like it's not really that big of a deal honestly yeah and Logan does this whole thing he's like I want to know what happened but also like I don't want my memories because then I'll remember all my exes and it's like okay but on the way out Sabretooth runs into Maverick and he Mm -hmm. goes nice daughter she's definitely something we're gonna want to look at and Maverick's like turns around he goes daughter who my memories and I was like (laughs) oh my god 
<laughs> yeah, because I guess they wiped his memories of his daughter so that he would work for Weapon X without complaining. I assume. I, guess. Well, I don't know. I don't know. This episode didn't take the time to make very much sense, but you know. <laughs> it's also like the flashbacks didn't really tell us more information about what was actually going on. Like, why were Sabretooth and Logan kidnapping Maverick? And why oh, weren't God, they? Knows? I mean, I guess they were kidnapping him because he's a mutant. They want him because he's it's Weapon X. Well, that's it. Why didn't they want his daughter too? Because she becomes a mutant too. So, like, shouldn't they have also grabbed her? Well, they didn't know that at the time, but I guess like now they do. Well, so they were just gonna let a six-year-old child die before even finding out if she was a mutant or not? I mean, do you think Weapon X gives a shit about people? I guess I, I don't think I so. Guess they don't. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I. I don't understand Weapon X's goals here. They don't explain it to us, even though we have a full 23 minutes of episode where they like could have. And I don't know. I don't even know why Sabretooth and Maverick are like still in Weapon X. Like, what are they doing now? Are they still kidnapping mutants? What are the mutants going to do? You know, like, are they are they doing Black Ops missions for the government? Like, I don't know. Give give me something. I need to know something about what the fuck is going on. And they truly give us nothing. Well, I know there's like a future episode where they revisit some of the Weapon X stuff, but I don't know if that concludes this plotline or not. I just know that Mystique's there and Mystique's like, Logan, don't you remember when we used to fuck? And I was like, was that even a thing? I was <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? Like, what we're finding out from this show is that literally everyone has had sex with Logan. That's it. And Logan doesn't remember any of them. I feel like some of that is because of the like Rebecca Romaine chemistry from the live action movies where they're just like we gotta put that in you know like they well, they're, they're like you know what mystique has been around just as long as logan has if not longer yeah. and he may not even know that it was mystique when he's being fucked up the ass by that guy you know <laughs> so yeah mystique is pretty gender casual i mean who the heck knows yeah, what she right? looked like when they dated right but it, that's that's another story i guess i um, guess we gotta rate this episode well uh, i'm gonna go with two out of five x's because the too. b plot was really funny the library. and i enjoyed all the b plot stuff and also everybody dealing with Logan screaming about his memories and his his weird like flashbacks to be like I gotta know I gotta go and every me like he's leaving again and like the poor <laughs> rogue shows up and it's like let me guess he left again and Beast is like no maybe <laughs> and then Beast is like where did you even go Logan and Logan's like I don't remember where I was like you know and even like Xavier and Emma both being so exasperated with Logan is really funny because it's it like is. here's the thing I think it's a really good story to tell about Logan and his trauma I think it's a good story to see him talk about his trauma because of what the government did to him that's a good mm-hmm. story really good story but the way that it's ever written on these cartoons is just him screaming and running around circles in the woods having some sort of harrowing memory while he like howls at the full moon instead of like crying and talking about his feelings he doesn't do that he does that a little bit in x-men the animated series which i appreciated there he cried a lot more there and i thought that was cool Mm -hmm. but on this show he's just running around the woods screaming and like not remembering anything and everyone's like oh my god logan stop like please do anything other than what you're doing right now yeah but then all the other stuff is just like really boring and like you know i'm not gonna revisit everything i said at the beginning of this episode where i was like Weapon X is just kind of a boring story to do in this way where it's told through a series of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And especially action sequences where it's like everything about Weapon X that we see is fight scenes. All of it. Over and over. Right. And so like I think that is really boring and also they invent this cool character x23 style that they don't do anything with and i'm like well what's the mm-hmm. purpose of her being here unless she's gonna come back later which maybe she will but like in this episode she does jack shit they could have had the episode and not had her be in it basically yeah like why not if you if you're like oh there aren't any female characters in the episode why not instead have them be kidnapping silver fox or something i don't know i don't know it's just 
not great storytelling to use flashbacks. That's the end of that. You could use like maybe one. I I yeah. will give everything one, but not nine. No, nine was so <laughs> many, and I feel like this is just a trope. It's that, so much, and it doesn't it doesn't help. No, and, and you know, I, okay, this isn't even a problem with X Men because so many TV shoes and TV shoes, TV shoes in movies uh, do this thing where they are doing a flashback and cause somebody can't remember something. They have some kind of amnesia or they open up an episode or a movie with like they can't remember everything even the first Resident Evil movie does this and then we have to deal with these flashbacks through the movie where they're like that character is piecing it together and quite frankly it's been done so many times with so many movies and TV shows that I'm just bored of it I'm like there's a more interesting way to portray this and I think you and I kind of figured out how to do that like in this like we don't need a full action sequence to show somebody putting their memories back together like it's just is not necessary mm-hmm. and we don't need to see it nine times like yeah we definitely don't we definitely don't i'm just exhausted by the trope that's all yeah i'm right there with you um but i think we have to talk about wolverine's backstory a little bit more because oh, yeah. uh well who's gay but also like who's that x-men <laughs> who's that x who's that gay who's Is he ever an X-Men? No, but he's a mutant. Yeah, fair enough. His backstory was like way longer than I was expecting it to be to the point where I was like, I thought we were done with the long ones now. Nope. <laughs> I was like writing these notes down yesterday and be like, man, I thought we were done with, done with like lawn segments. I mean, I think the only one left is like Polaris maybe, but mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so this is about Maverick because I think we need to do a little explanation here on who the hell he is because he's part of the four Weapon X characters we always revisit. It's Maverick, Sabretooth, Wolverine, and Silver Fox. Although, mm-hmm. even in his background, it's mostly just him with Sabretooth and Wolverine, and Silver Fox is in maybe one of those stories. It's to the point where I feel like they added Silver Fox later to be like, this seems gay. Put in a girl. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. A classic. Yeah. Classic. So his real name is, he actually has a bunch of different names, but at the beginning of his life, he's known as Christopher Nord, and then he goes by David North, which is the one I'm most used to hearing is David North, although now it's different again. He's an expert at everything, very much like Wade Wilson or Slade Wilson or Jave Wilson. I don't know. (laughs) Made Wilson. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, uh, but his actual power is kinetic absorption and redistribution, very similar to Sebastian Shaw or Bishop. He also has a healing factor, which I apparently wrote as a healing factory, which is really funny. Uh, And he has no scent. Uh, He was created by John Byrne and first appeared in X-Men number five in 1992. So Christoph Nord was born in East Germany to American parents. We don't really know his history or his early childhood, but there's basically a suggestion that his parents were involved with the Nazis. Mm. Uh, He had an older brother named Andreas, which is important to know because later he's going to kill him. Uh, So as an idealist, Christoph fought against the communist regime in the Cold War, joining a West German black ops team called Cell 6. On a mission to Italy, he was injured by an assassin named Confessor. And while 
recovery, he met an Italian nurse, Janetta Barcellini, who he fell in love with and married. He only, by the way, he has two relationships in here, and they both seem like cover-ups for him being super gay. I feel like he is an actual gay character that is bearding this whole time, <laughs> and he has a lot of distrust in women in a lot of weird ways. So, Celsix's uh, field agents were being eliminated except for him and realized Janetta was a spy. He threatened to shoot her and demanded to know who her employer was, and she lunged at him with a knife and he shot her in self-defense. When dying, Janetta revealed that he was killing their unborn child, which left Kristoff with guilt. Yeah. Uh, and this also left him distrusting of women forever and ever. That <laughs> never goes away. Right. Nord became one of the best covert operatives in Germany. In the 1960s, he caught the attention of the CIA, who offered him a position on Team X. We know where this is going. Mm. Uh, where he changes his name to David North. So now he's David North. Where the government experiments on him and it gives him the false memory implants that all of them have. Uh, David receives a slight healing factor from Logan's cold DNA. And I wrote that as, I guess, Logan came in his butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how did that work? Okay. Yeah, uh, David was put on a team with Logan and Sabretooth. Kestrel, the teleporter, served as the team's intelligence and an extractor. Now, this is important because all these characters were in X-Men Origins, Wolverine, done poorly. <laughs> Kestrel was the guy that teleported and then Sabretooth murdered mid-teleport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maverick was also in that movie and Maddie had to remind me that I, because I forgot that again, that that's who that was supposed to be in the movie. I think we talked about it on the podcast episode we about did it. that. Yeah. And it wasn't because it was like not a white person. I was cool with that. It's just like he didn't have any other resemblance to his character in terms of personality. So it was like, oh, I guess that's who that's yeah. supposed to be. I mean, that movie's portrayal of Weapon X didn't wasn't good either because I it's mean, never been done well. It was, so I that was probably the worst portrayal. Yep. So during a mission in East Germany, both Sabretooth and Logan were injured. David dragged them to the extraction point where they were cornered by Andreas Nord, who was now an assassin. David saved his teammates by killing his own brother. And because of this incident, it's noted that Logan suddenly had deep admiration for him. And I'm like, okay, so Logan fell in love with David. That's what's happening. Uh, again, Logan is so gay. He's not gay. He's bi. Logan is... I will never say Logan's gay because I think all of his relationships are real. Whether it's with a girl, a guy, or a floating blob of goo, they're all real. (laughs) So Maverick, Sabretooth, and Logan then confront Omega Red in Berlin. Now, Omega Red's going to come up like 50 more times because it's Weapon X, and Omega Red is just... He wants to fucking live uh, And they keep stealing his shit uh, They steal his stupid carbonadium Synthesizer Which is then lost but in actuality Which we talked about this in Omega Red's Episode that Logan had stolen it And hit it and David Didn't know specifically but He, was, he suspected that Logan had done That mm. because they like made eyes At each other or something I don't know <laughs> In the 1970s Team X was disbanded But Weapon X then captured them to be Used as test subjects when Logan went through the adamantium bonding and ran off in a berserker rage and allowed David and others who were being held captive there to escape. David then inexplicably lost his power for a very long time, but continued to work in espionage as a mercenary using the name Maverick based on a nickname that Logan gave him. At this point, I'm like, okay, were they in they love? Dated. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is one of those moments where I was like, okay, they just need to come out and say that Logan's dated some dudes and it's okay. Logan can date who whoever he wants i mean he's lived a long time And maybe maverick needs to come out as gay or be outed as gay officially by marvel because 
like that's I mean give it time and maybe it will because on Krakoa there's usually like a new reveal every month so mm-hmm. they just did another one recently I've already forgotten who it is oh they didn't reveal it specifically but I think Rachel Gray or Rachel Summers is going to be a thing with Betsy that seemed very obvious from that one panel I sent you the other day I was like um Betsy's canonically by and I think Rachel is now too so mm-hmm. I mean Rachel's always seemed kind of by but they haven't explicitly said it but now she's like betsy i don't know what i would do without you as she's like holding her hands and i'm like this is gay Uh, anyway (laughs) maverick gained a new reputation as one of the best hired guns available he compensated for his powers with modern technology and that's like a lot of what you see him wear all the time Mm -hmm. when omega red captured wolverine in the x-men in berlin looking for the synthesizer maverick helps free them and tracks down Sabretooth and omega red with the help of the x-men they get the synthesizer and hide it once again maverick then murders dr corny in cold blood so now he's out of the picture damn you know right nice maverick's contractor arthur barrington also sent maverick to acquire the xavier files which are these files that xavier cubes that has every mutant that he knows with all their powers and weaknesses and just stored in cerebro or whatever it's the thing that mystique's always trying to fucking steal yeah I, i don't really know why he needs that but okay uh and during that time maverick battled Warhawk and killed Dr. Alexander Reiking during that whole thing. Warhawk seemingly exploded, destroying the files. Uh, Maverick was later hired by the U.S. government to protect Aldo Faro, a former Weapon X member. Faro was responsible for planting the false memories into them during Weapon X. And at some point, Maverick realizes this and sides with Wolverine, Sabretooth, and Silver Fox and John Wraith to kill Faro. I think that's what that episode is supposed to be in X-Men, the animated series. The one where they're like walking around all these TV sets and they're like, yeah, <laughs> We were on a soap opera. I don't even know what's real. What is it anymore? And I was like, oh boy. Uh, Maverick then seeks to kill Sabretooth because when Sabretooth goes in a psychotic rage following the death of Birdie, Maverick's like, okay, we got to take him out. And so he goes over to Logan and Logan and the X-Men capture Sabretooth and Xavier's like, no, let's try and rehabilitate him by brainwashing him. And that's like, that's a whole time where Boom Boom keeps on going to talk to Sabretooth. That's like a weird plot line maverick then contracts the legacy virus which brought back the return of his powers as well as the scarring on his body he tries to convince logan to kill him but logan refuses because maverick's like i'm sick i just want to die this version of the legacy virus by the way is presented as aids it's like Mm -hmm. it's so on the nose because they refer to it as legacy virus positive and i was like okay this is not even like pretending to be anything else other than like aids for mutants mm-hmm. and it makes sense because it's in like that time period of the 90s where we're coming hot off of the aids crisis in the 80s like yep. i don't know our younger listeners don't know this but people were still thinking that aids was specifically a gay thing in the 90s even though it wasn't but they weren't like mm-hmm. as bad about it does that make any sense (laughs) yeah yeah i get what you're saying i mean it was just stupid anyway so maverick decided to make the best of it and fight the good fight with his health declining he traveled between safe houses using his savings to procure treatment for the virus logan recruits maverick to help rescue deadpool and maverick is attacked by a group led by slayback in his manhattan safe house maverick escapes to the x mansion where he goes into a coma and when he comes out of it maverick reveals that deadpool and him had been targeted because they were both mutants who who had been given healing factors from Logan's DNA. 
and Deadpool was being experimented on in an attempt to create a new cure for the legacy virus. Wolverine and Maverick then rescue Deadpool, and Beast discovers that Deadpool's body could not generate a cure. Uh, while in New York, Maverick saves another legacy virus positive mutant, Chris Bradley, who is under attack from the Friends of Humanity. And Chris Bradley is a teenager, and the Friends of Humanity are firebombing Chris and his family's home. Uh, this Oof. is important. He keeps on coming back. So Maverick relocates them to Florida under aliases and he gets Chris medical treatment to help deal with the virus. Now hold on to that because Chris is coming back. Okay. Next in Canada, Maverick is found by the KGB telepath Elena Ivanova demanding to help her track down Sabretooth who had killed her mother during his Weapon X years. They are attacked by Omega Red once again who's tracking Ivanova to Maverick in hopes of getting the synthesizer back this is about the point where i messaged you i'm like thank god that sage was like can we just give it to him or heal him so he doesn't fucking need it because that seems to be the root of all the problems and everyone's like what i don't understand <laughs> so i have a nova feels she owes maverick and stays by his side the legacy virus then kills maverick and ivan nova uses her powers to resuscitate him this somehow puts the virus into remission so now he's no longer sick and his wounds heal his powers also return also super enhanced because apparently the virus was keeping it at bay and also his weapon x memories are cleared from his mind so he's just completely better for like two seconds <laughs> right. a russian mob boss known as ivan pushkin sends two of his enforcers hammer and sickle <laughs> I remember reading this and I was like, damn, to abduct them because Pushkin wants to use Ivanova's powers to attempt to brainwash Maverick into killing Arthur Barrington, his previous contractor, because Arthur was delivering a testimony that would have been damaging to Pushkin's interests. Maverick attacks Barrington, but comes to his senses. And then during that, uh, Maverick blinds Sickle's left eye, which is important to remember because that's going to come back. And then Hammer kills Barrington. Meanwhile, Chris Bradley, the teenager referred before, runs away from home because he misses his girlfriend in New York. Mm. The Friends of Humanity find out and try to kill Chris once again. Maverick, Ivanova, and Wolverine save him, and Ivanova uses her abilities to make the Friends of Humanity think Chris and his girlfriend has died. Ivanova and Maverick then have like a one-night stand. Mm. I think mainly because Logan's there, and like I think Maverick was trying to make Logan jealous, and that's really it, because the <laughs> next day, Ivanova's like, I want to go after Sabretooth, and Maverick's like, you just slept with me to coerce me to do what you wanted me to do and I don't trust women and I was like damn you are gay boy like whatever uh, Ivanova <laughs> leaves Maverick to go find Sabretooth and Maverick feels guilty so he goes to follow her and finds that she's been rendered comatose by Sabretooth and Maverick stops Sabretooth from killing her completely just in the last second uh, Maverick then leaves Ivanova with the Bradley family I don't know why he thought that was a good idea considering what's going on with Chris and his family Maverick then follows a new vendetta to kill Ivan Pushkin Pushkin captures Maverick hoping to coerce Maverick to work for him. And Maverick's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So he escapes and destroys all of his aim weaponry. But during that, Sickle comes back and gouges out Maverick's left eye in revenge. Mm. You know what's actually pretty interesting is that he's got a lot of backstory, but they actually managed to tell a pretty decent story like it's connected for i feel like yeah. a lot of these stories are random and like then they build on it but they could do a maverick tv show and i feel like it would work if it was just this yeah it would make sense because right. it's like people leave they come back you cannot you can actually follow it it's like to the point where like you know what use this as your basis for the weapon x story because it makes the most sense mm -hmm. weapon x is suddenly resurrected bringing Sabretooth and wraith back into the madness they're sent to recruit maverick who refuses to join so Sabretooth impales him and throws him off 
a 20-story building because that's just how Sabretooth does things. Sabretooth then brings the near-death Maverick to Weapon X where Malcolm Calcord offers him the change to be saved. Maverick agrees because he's like, if, if you can save me, then fine. Uh, Maverick is then healed and upgraded with specific intent of assassinating Wolverine. And this is when he starts going by Agent Zero, which is what they call him Wolverine at the movie where I was like, I didn't realize that that was going to be the same character because it's so close to the same time that they started calling him Agent Zero in the comic books that I just didn't even know that that like the X-Men Origins Wolverine was like, oh, this is Maverick, except they're calling him Agent Zero now as of three weeks ago. So we're going to call him that in this. And that's where I got so confused in that movie. Mm. And so people thought that Maverick was dead because he was going by Agent Zero now and they sent him to kill Wolverine. But, you know, fucking Maverick's like, yeah, I'm not going to kill Wolverine. So he fucks it up on purpose. Uh, Agent Zero then feels guilty for this and contemplates trying to commit suicide. Sad. So I'm going to call him Agent Zero probably for the remaining of this, except for when he goes back to Maverick again. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to say Maverick because it's too confusing. Just know that he's going by Agent Zero now. So Maverick then encounters a new Maverick who turns out to be Chris Bradley. Bradley mm. had infiltrated the mutant terrorist group Gene Nation in an effort to destroy them from the inside. Bradley wanted revenge on Weapon X for killing the original Maverick. And Bradley had received Black Ops training from Cable and took the Maverick mantle. Now, our Maverick didn't know this because now he's Agent Zero, and he shoots Chris and kills him, and when he, like, dies, he's pulling off his mask or whatever and finds out that he's killing Chris Bradley. Sad. So, then Maverick goes back to the base as Agent Zero and finds that Weapon X has disappeared without a trace. He then finishes Bradley's fight, attacking the G-Nation strongholds across the world. But it turns out that he doesn't know what happened to Weapon X because Mesmero brainwashed him because Mesmero was now in the fold with Weapon X. X and it turns out that he was sent to Gene Nation on purpose because of Weapon X and because of Mesro's instruction. Uh, he also served as an executioner in Neverland which is a concentration camp for mutants built by Weapon X. He didn't know that he was forced to do that too because that was wiped from his memory and as soon as he figures that out Weapon X brainwashes him again. And then after that he loses his powers on M-Day yep. and he resides in the center of former mutants using the Maverick alias again and Wolverine sees him. He seeks him out. He's like I miss you i miss fucking you i miss dating uh do you know where the synthesizer is because uh omega red wants it back and i don't want to give it to him um that's a whole <laughs> thing that happens so uh i don't remember like if he helps him with that i think he might give him a clue or whatever but whatever maverick also steals weapon x files and sells them on the black market and then he goes back to using the code name agent zero again to be a mercenary and petitioned by an unknown intelligence agency to take down dr doom after latveria was framed for a terrorist attack maverick has been seen again in recent issues of wolverine i don't know if he has his powers or not it seems to me that doesn't actually matter for his character if he has them or not and he's kind of recently in wolverine so i don't know what they're planning to do with him yet and like he shows up and Logan's like hey maverick he's like hey logan and i was like this seems gay <laughs> so that's it i'm gonna guess he doesn't have his powers yet and that maybe when they if they want to they'll have him do the crucible and krakoa and stuff i don't know i don't know what they plan doing with that but i hope they can finally date for real and i would like that for them because it seems a lot more stable than Sabretooth. and as i said i think if they took 
Maverick's fucking story and was like, okay, we're going to make a Weapon X story and base it around... It actually would be really cool. How cool would it be if they did a Weapon X story that was based around Maverick and like Sabretooth and Silver Fox and Logan still has their stories happening in it, yeah. but it's like not the main focus point? I think it would tell a better story. People would be shocked, though, because those other three characters are all better known than Maverick, I feel like. Well, so. not Silver Fox. I feel like nobody really knows who she is. I don't know. I think people might remember her from X-Men Origins Wolverine, even if they like barely do. Did people see that movie besides us? I don't know. I think so. And then I think everybody was upset and didn't go see any Wolverine movie after that again. Like me. I assume everyone's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe Silver Fox is just as obscure, but I do feel like Logan and Sabretooth are better known. So it would be surprising to people if there was a weapon extra that wasn't centered on Wolverine. But I would love to see that. I think that would be really cool. Me too. It would be really cool. And I like, as I said, I feel like it's structured. And the thing that was missing from this episode was structure. <laughs> like yeah. any kind of storytelling. Yeah. And also like emotional motivations other than Logan just wanting to find out what he really did or didn't do in the past yeah because like even with like maverick all of his side plots come back like him taking out sickle's eye and then sickle gets his revenge on him and takes out his eye or all this stuff with chris bradley i find all that like really interesting when i was writing up his history because like you know i know maverick enough to know like bits and pieces of this that i had read but like when you read it in one consecutive order you're like this makes a lot of sense this makes more sense than logan's memory things and this involves brainwashing in it you know yeah I mean, I don't know. I feel like it could be... Oh, apparently Chris Bradley was also in X-Men Origins Wolverine. What the fuck? He's who the guy he? who can control electricity. That was supposed when to be him? When you look at this picture of him, oh, you're going to remember my him. God. No, I know who it, it is. You. It's played the guy... That, he was in fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Bolt. What? 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 Why did they do this? Why did they do this? I think we this? talked about how there were multiple Mavericks on that episode and how he became Maverick briefly. And I cannot Agent deal Zero is also on this. with this movie. It makes me so annoyed. Okay. Is Bolt really wearing a t-shirt in this movie? That's a light bulb lighting up. That's his power to the people. <laughs> he does wear that. I am so annoyed oh, right now. What a terrible movie. God. Uh, I have no transition. Let's talk about who's gay. The X-Men are a metaphor for a lot of things. And one of those things is being gay. But sometimes it goes beyond symbolic. And the X-Men can be homoerotic. But which X-Men is the gayest today? I mean, the transition is that Maverick is here, and Maverick's pretty gay. Although he's not gay in this episode. I'm saying his comic no. book form is gay. However, everyone else in this is pretty gay. It was mostly centered around Logan's relationships between Beast and Sabretooth. Yes, yes. And I mean, you kind of feel for Beast in, in this episode because he is really sidelined, but like you still get to see him being his charming self and how much he deserves better. And then Logan is uh, busy getting obsessed with Sabretooth again, a guy he doesn't really remember. So I guess it's more like Sabretooth being obsessed with Logan again and forcing himself back into Logan's life. I mean, that's usually how it goes. Sabretooth's like, why did you leave me? And Lady Deathstrike's like, why did you leave me? Oh, wait, you didn't. That's not supposed to happen. Marika walks in. She's like, why did you leave me? Jean's like, I'm dead. Why did you leave me? And then Silver Scott Fox is like, why did you, why leave, did you me? leave me? And Logan's <laughs> like, who are you people? I can't remember everything. Beast turns like, why did you leave me? And I cross like, why did you leave me? 
leave me. And Logan's like, no. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nightcrawler is in jail on Genosha right now. Like they just <laughs> took us away from that plot line. Fucking crazy that that's happening. There's too many things happening on this TV show, which I don't know, could be something that's done well, but so far it hasn't. Yeah. I feel like they keep starting new plot lines and then and not, not finishing, finishing them. them. Like, I know. Like, why don't you continue the Genosha one? Or the stuff at the beginning with Senator Kelly. That was really good. Yeah. And the stuff with, like, Warren's dad. I know they revisit it, like, towards the end of the series, but I don't know. Yeah, like, they're building Sentinels. Like, just stick with the Sentinel plot line. I I don't know why we have to jump around so much. Like, why? You know, I don't either. It's like, here's the thing. Is that X-Men, the animated series, also did this where they were like, we're going to start a bunch of episodes that have this major story arc. But then they would, like, wrap it up in one or two episodes and just move on and be like, like okay Mm -hmm. we're done with this now we've we've done it it's not just floating around you know whereas this show is like okay we've got the mrd we've got senator kelly we've got the sentinels we've got sybil zane (laughs) (laughs) and then also we have magneto on genosha and that's a whole other antagonist that exists and then also we've got Sabretooth and weapon x and that's a whole completely new antagonists we don't even get the morlocks because instead we have the reavers from fucking mojoverse and spiral that's true and also in the future Xavier's dealing with the apocalypse over there with the Sentinels it's like too many things at once and I think they're all like legit things but like what are we gonna do like try and follow this like I I don't know I I was walking in today's recording and be like man this show's like really losing me right now and I hope that something interesting happens yeah me too I mean the next episode is called excessive force and it's Scott hanging out with Mr. Sinister being like where's Gene so that'll probably be fun listen I don't think that episode's good either but it's got Mr. Sinister and the Marauders so I'm gonna like it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but it, but it might not actually be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it's time for plugs, huh? Yep, Pluggy's not here. He's been banned from my house for a couple of days. That makes sense. After uh, that last time where he was just <laughs> screaming, screaming, I was like, "Dude, what the hell?" So, mutantages.com is a website is a place where you can find all the different ways that you can contact us for example our email address themutantages at gmail.com tell us what you think about this tv show so far do you feel like it's up and down do you feel like it's awesome also you can join our discord server there's a link to that as well you can join it you can talk about the episodes you can talk about the show or you can leave us a voicemail at our voicemail inbox which is 1508-319-1668 or you can even send us physical mail. I know my sister sent us something that's on the way. We got to open that soon. Yeah, we got to do unboxing. <laughs> no, that's a P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. We will do an unboxing of that on our YouTube channel, which is a place that has a lot of other content on it. I've talked for a while. Ryan, you want to talk about the YouTube channel? Yeah, you can watch our our X-Men parody that we did in high school, Demon. I'm bringing that up because it came up at least 19 times yesterday at this BBQ I was at with Rouge. So, <laughs> and Agent D, they were both there. I'm just Aww. using their like their character names. Stefan Wrighty. Their code names. Their real <laughs> names. Uh, yeah, so you can watch that there if you haven't watched it already. But more importantly to our current stuff is that you can watch videos that are our episodes matched up with the cartoons we're playing through all the x-men games over there we also do live streams where we read through old screenplays that were not produced that were going to be x-men movies sometimes we do fundraisers over there sometimes maddie and i dress up as the x-men or resident evil characters and still put it on the same channel i don't know it's pretty much whatever we feel like doing but you're going to get more of us just being giant nerds and it's a good time over there um i'm also on youtube if you want 
want to go check me out. I'm always having adventures, living my best life, going to theme parks. But more importantly, you can find the Mutant Ages everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, TikTok. I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram and Ryan Pagella on Twitch. Where are you, Maddie? I am at Mitty Myers. And I think you should follow every single one of those accounts because why not, you know? Yeah, they're all gay. <laughs> they're all gay and they're all good. Uh, also, there are so many other ways that you can support the show. For example, we have a store, which I link to in every episode description. And we have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the mutant mages. And we put bonus episodes over there at the $3 tier, which is just a steal, frankly. You could be getting an episode almost every single week about whatever we happen to be watching. We watched the Catwoman yeah. movie with Halle Berry recently. Honestly, one of the best podcasts we ever recorded was that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one for sure. Uh, but we have a bunch of other ones. We, we watched Everything Everywhere all at once. I know that episode's going to come out pretty soon. And uh, yeah, so you can check out the whole backlog of podcasts. But also... If you back at the highest Patreon level, we give you a shout out on the show. I don't even know what voice to do here. Like Sabretooth? Uh <laughs> no. Well we could be Christy be like, uh Samuel B, Soren B, Zach S, I've been waiting to meet you all because I want to know what you did to my daddy. <laughs> be prepared. Also, thank you for being our top tier Patreon supporters, but also I'm gonna glue you to this tree. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> That's all I could do. I've had three lines, time for me to leave this episode. <laughs> That is really all she can do, though. That's really unfortunate. Uh, And if you cannot afford to support us, please, please leave us a review or a rating on whatever podcast app you use. Or just share the show with your friends on your personal social media. Tell them you'll like it. That's right. You can do that. That helps us so much. And with that, we have concluded another episode of this wonderful show. That's right, everybody. See you all next time. And hopefully the episode will be fun we're fun though we're always a good time yeah mr sinister that's gonna be good Mm. see you Mm -hmm. next time mr sinister Mm. and plucky tasty oh not so tasty the mutant ages